I texted you fucking computer updates. <laughs> it just shut the browser off. I'm like, why did why why did you do that? God damn it. Uh, now that's a way to begin a podcast. See? Welcome back to The Watchlist with Patty and Bill. Make sure you subscribe to us wherever you listen to podcasts and log on to thewatchlistpod.com to catch up on all of our back episodes. Engage with us on social media. We're actually very funny and kind of engaging. You can reach Patty at, at Pirate Alice. You can reach me at Bill Ivory Larson. And you can reach both of us at The Watchlist Pod. And if you just happen to subscribe to us on Apple, please give us a five-star review to appease the algorithm gods. We appreciate you. Now, before we begin, what what's that breath? It's just the fucking computer. God <laughs> damn it. I'm like, what the hell just happened here? I just wanted to send a shout out and a thank you to Jennifer, one of our subscriber and listeners. What? Hey. What? She and I just happened to catch up. We saw each other and she said, hey, how's it going on the podcast? And I said, well, thank you very much for asking. And she said, well, what should I watch? All of it. Well, all of it. <laughs> I didn't say Everything. all of it. And, 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 I, and, she, and I, I told her I would send her a list of stuff. So I sent her this really big, long, rambling email about the top 10 kind of comedy light shows that I watched. Because I told her I was trying to keep it light and fluffy lately because, you know, too much shit is going on in the world. And, you know, I'm all about short and light and fluffy. Okay. And she said, I can respect that. So I, I sent her this big, long list of, of stuff that we had reviewed already on the Watchlist pod. So if you, you're interested in all of that, go back and listen to our back episodes. It's all in there, people. So I just wanted to say, hey, shout out. Ah. <sighs> I watched two things for this show. Dose. I've tried to watch so many things, and so many of these things were like, yeah, and I turned them off within like three minutes. But I managed to find three things that I actually kept watching, and one that I really need to just talk about. I didn't watch the whole thing, which is why I need to mention it. So so wait a minute. So you started watching a whole bunch of stuff. A lot of, of things, yes. And you a gave up on them. Things. I gave up on all of these things. But then I found three that I like. Three that you like, but only one that you really want to talk about? Well, no. I'm going to tell you about the three that I liked and this one that I need to mention. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Which I think the speaking of things that are light... This is not light at all, and why I want to mention it. The Maryland biopic that's on Netflix called Yeah, Blonde. Yeah, I really want to see that. Okay, it is not light in any way. No, not at all. I only watched the first 20 minutes, and I wow. said, I cannot watch this. Really? Because it is 20 minutes of trauma. Just constant kicking you in the face more and more and more trauma. Ooh. So to where I was at the point where I'm like, this is not my idea of entertainment. I cannot watch this. And I turned it off. Wow. Really? Mm-hmm. That I 
I I have to admit that I had an interest in that because one, it's rated NC seventeen. And it's the first thing that's been made for Netflix that is NC-17. So within the first 20 minutes, you're saying you see some of that NC-17 kind of kick you in the gut? All of it was, I don't know if it was all NC-17, but it was definitely kick you in the gut. Uh, It starts as she's a little kid, so you've got abuse, and then you've got a clinically depressed parent who is suicidal which rolls into her as an adult getting it. She's getting raped by some, one of these uh, producers who want to put her on their show or in their movie. And then she's getting groped by another old guy. And you, you see when she comes out of that, um, the casting room after she was raped by that asshole, she is a mess. And everything is triggering for, could be triggering for a lot of people. And that is 20 minutes of that. Wow. Ooh. It, it is that first 20 minutes, I'm like, holy fuck. And I think the opening credits are part of that. And I was just like, God damn, I can't. This is way too much. Wow. More th- that is not entertainment to me. That is just horrific. And I'm, I'm out. Okay. Especially compare, you know, and compare this now to the other things I watched. So, and I, and I guess that's part of why I'm I'm avoiding heavy shit. I don't want to watch three hours of somebody having the life kicked out of them in any way, shape, or form. I feel like that's what this is. If those twenty minutes are setting you up for what's to come, that is mm. what this is. That is wow. exactly what this is. Well, okay. Mm-hmm. I could not yeah. continue on after that. I just couldn't watch more. Gotcha. So you've got, is that one of your three that things was, that you had to talk about? No, that was the extra bonus thing. Okay. So why don't you start? Because I've got two things. I will be the bacon in your club sandwich. Okay. You You are the three pieces of bread. I am the bacon. Cool. All right. So moving on to other things, I watched Narcos Saints. It's the Korean uh, edition of the Narcos series. (laughs) Now, the Narcos shows, if you haven't seen them, they're all um, like drug-related crime, real true stories. Uh, The first one was about Pablo Escobar. And more followed the two DEA agents who were down in Mexico going after him. Dwight has made me watch most of them. And I wanted to see what this one was. And it's... So there's a a Korean guy. He's just been trucking along his whole life, working all the jobs, earning the money to stay afloat and keep his family fed and all that. And... He later on he get meet one of his old friends comes to him and says, "I got this great business deal for you, okay? This is this is gonna make it for you." And he's like, "Oh really? Mm-hmm." Well, in uh, Korea, the skate fish is a delicacy, and they most of their fish is imported there. The skate fish from Chile. Well, if you go to Suriname, the people in Suriname 
they see skate fish as like the dregs of fish and it's disgusting and it's horrible and they just throw them away. So you could go to Suriname, buy all the skate fish there for really like pennies on the dollar, take it to Korea and make Buku Bank. Like really? so much money. And he's con- his friend convinces him to go to Suriname and check it out. And so he goes and they start this business. And of course, you've got the military because Suriname's had so many regime changes and stuff. It's like at the time, I'm not sure what year this took place because they didn't really get into that. But at the time, like it was run by drug lords, quite honestly. So you've got the military police coming to your business saying, uh, you got to pay us so much every time you ship something. And he's a deal maker. He's a businessman. So he makes a deal with them and everybody's happy. But then some actual Chinese, the Chinese drug lord guy comes along and is like, yo, yo, yo. No, uh-uh. This is my business. You, you got to pay me an ass load now. And he's like, dude. I'm paying everybody. Let's make a deal. Well, these Chinese thugs, gangsters, don't want to make a deal. So they beat his ass. And then his wife has been hounding him to go to church. You you told me you were going to go to Suriname. And there's a Korean church there. You told me you were going to go to church. You better go to church and send me pictures that you're at church. So he goes to the church. He he takes the pictures. <laughs> And then him and his friend are going to leave when the preacher sees him trying to leave going, yo, brother, come join us. Come. What brings you here? And then he calls him into their his office later and he's like, who hurt you? What? Why is your face like that? Because they came from getting beaten up by the Chinese guys. Well, the the pastor, the, the preacher there in Suriname at that church, he is highly connected to everybody in that country. So he goes to the Chinese guy's restaurant, has a sit down, and says, you're going to leave these guys alone because they're mine. And then suddenly everything's fine. But their shipment of skate fish that was going to Korea gets routed to Aruba. And a sudden check of this fish, they find drugs in the shipment. And now our guy has to go to prison for trying to sell drugs, which our guy is not a drug dealer. He don't know nothing about no drugs. And then the plot thickens. So that pastor's a big, big baddie doing all kinds of shady shit. Fake pastor. And we learn a whole lot. And so he, our guy becomes like a informant for the Korean version of the FBI to bring him down. And it's a whole big thing. It's crazy. It was a crazy show. So, two questions. Uh-huh. One, have you seen any of the other Narcos Oh, properties? Dwight made me sit through a whole lot of them, yes. Yes. Okay. Which is why two, I was willing to watch this Narcos, because I've seen all the others. And I was like, well, what is this one about? Okay, fine. And did you, would you recommend it? Oh, yeah. If you like all these Narcos shows already, and you, because they're based on true stuff and it's all bringing down drug lords and stuff, pretty much all of them. And yeah, it it was, it was really interesting to watch. 
Very entertaining. Okay. I found it very entertaining. Okay. So Not, it wasn't heavy. I mean, it definitely wasn't light, but it wasn't like, wow, kick you in the gut heavy. It was really kind of, there were some seriously silly moments in it. Yeah. But, but even the heavy moments are. Oh, they, they're like, you know, they're like, uh, they're soap opera kind of heavy moments. Yeah, they're like cop show heavy moments. Right, right, yeah, right. Yeah, if right. you've watched any action movie where people are getting beaten up and shot at, it is that same level of of heavy. Totally that same level of heavy. Yeah. All right. And where is this? This is on Netflix. Okay. So the first thing that I watched, or I tried to watch. Uh-oh. And I'm actually going to kind of, I'm just going to do this little quickie kind of review like you did of of uh, this Marilyn mm-hmm. Blonde biopic. Uh, DC League of Super Pets. <laughs> yes. And and Laura and I had wanted to see this because, first of all, we like Kevin Hart. We like The Rock. Mm-hmm. They have excellent chemistry together. They do. In, in in the several movies that they have done together, they have great chemistry together. This movie was just boring as shit. Oh, no. Oh. So, okay. Obviously, it, uh, I am not the audience for it. I'll tell you what, the best part of this movie, and if you've seen this movie and you love the original Superman starring Christopher Reeve, like I do, and you are geek enough to recognize when they play with the musical score originally done by John Williams at the beginning of that movie, I thought it was brilliant. Hmm. I was like, oh, my God, I am going to love this movie. Because if they took that kind of care to use the same music cues during the destruction of Krypton, and and it's going to be throughout this movie, I, I'm going to love it. It's just boring. God. Oh. Damn. It was just, it was, it, it is made for a seven-year-old and oh, okay. I get it, okay. you know, it, it, because at the beginning of the movie, the whole thing set up, by the way, Kal-El had a dog on Krypton and as uh, Jor-El and Lara are putting young little Kal-El into the little spacecraft, which is just like the spacecraft in the 1978 Superman, by the way, hmm. which is another reason why I loved it. Um, The little dog hops in and he hops in and it's too late for them to pull the dog out of the spaceship Mm -hmm. because they it's not like they 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 are being cruel to the dog. They just want to give their son the best chance. Right. You know, (laughs) so the son escapes Krypton and all that. And the dog provides comfort for Superman, blah, blah, blah. And then they time jump until when he is Superman. And. Now this dog is all grown up, and of course, same rules apply. He's got superpowers as well. Of course. And and the wackiness kind of ensues from there. But I didn't stick around for it. Uh, if you've got a, if you've got a seven year old, go for it. Okay. But if you are looking for something that is going to add something to your knowledge of the DC movie universe, it, and I I could be completely wrong. I turned it off after ten minutes. So I don't want any letters. Not that I get any anyway. I don't get any it, either. It, it, it would it would be actually kind of comforting if people disagreed with our show because then it would prove that people listen. Yeah. Um, but you know, it, it. I don't think it adds anything that we will need to know moving forward for the DC extended universe and all that stuff. So 
D, uh, DC League of Super Pets, great if you've got a kid. Okay. All right. All right. Oh, by the way, HBO Max. Oh, right. My next one is on Netflix. It's called The Trapped 13. This is yet another documentary about the boys that were in the Thai cave when they had the big monsoon rains and that flooded and they were trapped for a, a while and the world came together to get them out. If you remember that. Uh, yeah, okay. you reviewed something just a I've couple of weeks ago. Yes, I reviewed the your first documentary I saw, then the and then the movie, the movie version. Now this is a second a uh, second documentary. This one though is talking to the boys that were in the cave because none of the documentaries talk to the boys in the cave, and so we're finding out the coach and some of the boys. It's not all thirteen people that were in the cave. It's just a handful of the boys that were willing to talk to the documentary filmmakers about what they were doing in the cave while like waiting to get saved like how did they stay together how did they not fight how did they or did they fight what did they do while they were waiting and it was really interesting they do have a dub track into english and it's just like most documentaries like you could hear the person speaking in their native language as the english speaker says what they're saying there's also there's some there's some actual footage from the rescue used in this. I talked to the kids' parents as well, uh, which the documentaries that I watched was more about the rescue workers and what they were doing to rescue them. It didn't talk to the parents, as I recall. Uh, so this talks to the parents and the kids, and they recreate some of what they were doing in the cave, and then they have some footage of when they were first found by the divers, like the actual footage when the divers popped up looking at the kids on that where they were at and all that it, so it was really interesting to see their side and hear what they were doing and how they tried to stay positive and tried to the coach was trying to get them to dig through the wall to get out just to give the kids something to do because otherwise they're going to just sit around and start stewing in their heads and then they're going to start fighting with each other and we have to stick together as a group to not lose it because until this water recedes and we could get out or they thought they weren't sure. They didn't know if anybody was coming to save them or not. So to keep them busy, he had them digging with their hands to get out, um, which I thought was kind of clever yet silly at the same time. It was really cool what they did. The so, game. so here's a question I have mm -hmm. for you and it's a serious question. I'm not giving you shit. What, you, what about this subject matter draws you back to the same story? Because this time they're talking to the, the kids and what the kids were doing in the cave while all of that stuff on the outside that we've seen so much about from the, the TV movie to the, the first documentary that I saw. None of them talked to the kids. This is the first time the kids are talking about their experience in the cave. And then... They do touch on a little bit of once they got out of the cave and what I found the, of the kids they, they talked to, I found it really interesting that all of them were saying, you know, I have to make something of my life and be a good person to make it so that the people who, who went through all of that to rescue me know that they did the right thing. That's a cool, and that's I, a cool perspective. All of, them, all of them said those kids all said the same thing and I was like, damn that's 
wow, that's really something. Like, wow. I don't know. I just, that was really grabbed me. I thought, wow. Mm. That they, they, they're still young, but they have insight enough to know, you know, I need to stay in line and, and make some good in the world to, you know, to make it worthwhile that they saved me, that they went through all that trouble to save me. That That's was really a very cool. cool way to look mm-hmm. about it. And what's it called again? It's called The Trapped 13. And there is on Netflix. On Netflix. And there is yet another like live reenactment thing, like, like, not re- like another movie that's different from the other one. But I'm like, okay, that's enough. Well, and I, I just <laughs> I find like, oh it. Oh my gosh, not more. Maybe we maybe we should do like a true crime podcast or something. Maybe I don't know. And speaking of true crime pro- podcast, mm-hmm. did you ever watch Dexter? Oh yeah, oh yeah. Dwight paid for Showtime for a while just to see that last season. I just started watching it. We just started watching Dexter: New Blood. Yeah, I missed a whole middle part. I like I saw a few of the beginning of Dexter, and then mm-hmm. I didn't have Showtime for all of that until this last season of Dexter. Right. And I was like, so I have a vague idea of what happened in the middle, but I don't feel like I missed anything in the middle what, by just watching this this last season of Dexter. I So for those of you who don't know, and, and shout out to Suzanne, actually, uh, Suzanne and Terry, because they were they had watched it originally when it came out. And and we just kind of got on this this train not too long ago because remember when I told you we added on Showtime to our Paramount Plus? Yes. This is one of the things that we wanted to see. And so as we're watching the episode right before I, we started recording tonight, I said, we're going to cancel all of this when we're done watching Dexter, right? She said, Bill, I don't give a shit what you cancel. <laughs> y- y- you know, we just wanted to get through this. And and I feel bad because I kind of want to watch the Tudors because she loved it so much. Uh-huh. I, I'm just not into it right now, but that's okay. Um, but for but for people who don't know, but were into Dexter, so as you know, at the end of the original Dexter program, he drove his boat into a hurricane, and he was believed to be dead. And so he went to go live in a very small town in upstate New York where he became another guy named Jim and he sets forth on this new life. Well, everything kind of gets turned upside down when his son Harrison finds him there. And okay, so his son finds him there. Of course, he has his chip on his shoulder, but also murders had been happening in that small town. Uh, young girls went missing. And and so in the 10 episodes that this that this is Dexter is his what they call his dark passenger is coming back out to play and he's having to deal with his son and all that stuff I really like it I thought it was good and it was good and when we talk about heavy to me this isn't heavy this is episodic kind of soap opera shit you know it's it's not real and so even though it deals with things and from a psychological standpoint it's just you're right. You didn't miss anything in the middle. Yeah, I don't feel like I did at all. And spoiler alert for people who haven't seen it: in three, two, one, his kid, of course, is playing that snarky, rebellious, 
jerk off kid who's who's got it against his father. And Laura turns to me at one point and says, why did he even show up then if he's just going to show up to be mad? So I'm waiting for the episodes to happen where they eventually get together. But that being said, and of course, it's got very typical Dexter. If you pull on this thread, you're going to find more big plot holes and shit. Oh, yeah. Oh, but yeah. It, but it's, I think it is a very good pickup of where the original Dexter left off. And I think it makes a ton of sense. But anyway. Okay. Uh, so that is actually on Showtime, which you can also get by upgrading your Paramount Plus subscription. If you care. And my last show is the one I just started watching this evening. It's brand new on Netflix. It's called Glitch, and it is a Korean show, but it is dubbed into English. This one is is a little interesting. Um, kind of silly, but kind of like, huh, what's going on? It's about a girl who... When she was in middle school, she was totally into aliens and UFOs and all that stuff. And she'd go out into the, I don't know, into the wilds and she found this abandoned minivan and she turned it into like her, her own personal clubhouse. And then she meets a friend who's like, what is this weird shit you're talking about? And she gets kind of interested in the alien UFO stuff too. And they have their little camp their clubhouse there at the the abandoned van and one night some weird lights start floating around and weird shit kind of happens and then we jump forward to present day she's an adult now our girl and she still sees this little alien guy you know that gray alien with the big eyes but he's wearing like a batter's helmet like a baseball team batter's helmet for some defunct team in Korea, the Hyundai Unicorns. And she's like, why has it got to be the Unicorns? And then, like, she's trying to figure out why she's seeing the aliens again. She stopped seeing the alien, but now she's seeing him again, and weird shit's happening. Her phone's getting glitchy, and she's like, sees the alien, and then it's like a giant like a giant alien chasing after her and she's running away and then she suddenly realizes she's on top of a building and like what the fuck just happened here she had some weird like out of body experience there and uh her boyfriend goes missing and it's all some weird circumstances and it's very strange like is she really seeing the alien but they also give us little threads where maybe this is all in her head because we meet up with her middle school friend again that she had become estranged with. And you start learning, okay, that alien is something she drew and the baseball helmet is something her friend put on the drawing. And it's kind of strange. And then you come across this cult that like her friend is a YouTuber and came across this cult that she starts videoing and it's very weird and I'm only a few episodes into it. I'm trying to figure out where is this going? Is this going to be about aliens? Is it going to be about the cult? Is our girl maybe 
was like her, her parents in the cult and they got out. Is she crazy? I don't know. So I, I'm trying, I'm very interested. I'm very involved. I'm invested in Glitch on Netflix. Because I want to know what, okay. all, what the fuck is going on in the show. It's you, crazy. You will have it's, to it's, follow it's that up. Yeah. See, but the fucked up thing is you're taking the next two weeks off. So we're not going to find out what happens in Glitch until you get back. Mm-hmm. Or mm-hmm. you could watch it yourself. You could, but people listen to this show so that they don't have to watch No, it. They, they listen to find out what to watch. And I'm telling you, Glitch has grabbed me and I'm y'all need to keep watch it with me. So we could find so you could talk to me about what do you think? Is she just crazy? Or is this like alien thing? Is this real? Is her boyfriend did he really like leave the country or did the that cult kidnap him? Or was it aliens? I'm not saying it was aliens, but it was aliens. Oh my That's God. what this show is. That's this show is amazing. It's it's crazy and it's fun. Okay. Yeah. And it's on Netflix. And it's on Netflix. It just came out today on Netflix. It's called Glitch. Well, the last thing I have is from August of this year. So just two months old. And it's called This Fool. And it is on Hulu. And it's more and 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 I have to say like this fool and and it is actually a star uh, a story about a guy named julio lopez and he's a great guy but he lets everyone walk all over him uh he attempts to better his community um but he's got serious codependency issues with his family and his ex-girlfriend and and all of this takes place in south central los angeles and so he is trying to also help out a family member who just got out of the joint. And and this is a great show. Dwight made me watch some of that. It is fun. It is really it's, funny. It's, it's funny. It is super it's, funny. It, it's kind of a cross between Boys in the Hood and the movie Friday, but just from a Hispanic point of view. Mm-hmm. Like a week, kind of like an episodic version of Friday. Okay. It's it's really good. And and you know what? I I was I was smiling along with these characters and I thought for a minute I was like, "Okay, I don't want this girl to walk all over this guy." But that kind of resolves itself. I can't explain it. You just kind of have to watch it. But he comes to at least in the first episode, he kind of comes to an understanding about it. And and so does his relationship with the guy who just got out of the joint and so forth and so on. And he also helps to run a uh, and I forget the name of the organization, but it's Hugs Not Thugs. Hugs Not Thugs mm-hmm. to help ex thugs turn their lives around, remove gang tattoos, get them work experience. And Michael Imperioli, uh, Michael Imperioli runs the joint. And it's and he's actually very amusing in this part too, um, so check it out. It's called This Fool, and it's on Hulu. How, how that, many? That to me was the gem of the week. How many episodes did you watch? Uh, I only watched one. Okay. I didn't have time because of of life and right. Okay. Stuff okay. that happened. Uh, I am looking up episodes now. There appear to be ten episodes. Okay. 
and they all dropped on August the 12th. Mm -hmm. So uh, 10 episodes times roughly, you know, 35 minutes an episode. You're not, you know, spending too no, much time no, no. being very entertained. There, There's one with, I, I want, he lives, like his grandma lives in the house with him. And there's a whole thing with grandma yes. that it's hysterical. Yeah. And it's it's his mom is you gotta watch it goofy it, and oh my god the whole right. the whole thing at home is hysterical oh my god yeah but it's but it's also slice of life too yes exactly you know it's slice of life in South Central from their his family's point point of view and his point of view and it's it's just good watch it yeah I think really you'll good. I think you will like enjoy it. it I think you will enjoy it. So, shout out to wait, who sent us this trailer? You did. So, and I and I say that because I usually David says shout out to yeah. David. Hey David, we he hope you are feeling better, dude. Um, usually David sends us like trailers and all that other sort of stuff, but you sent me the trailer that I am looking forward to most this holiday season, <gasps> and it's called Violent Night. Yes, I I, I got an email. From I'm somehow I'm on Universal Pictures email list, and I got an email for this. And when I first saw the poster, I thought that was Kelsey Grammer, so I mm. clicked on it. And then I get the trailer. I'm like, okay, that is not Kelsey Grammer. And I'm watching, like, what the fuck is this? This is what the fuck is this? This is amazing. And then I had to share it with everybody I know. It is. I'll I'll tell you what. You have to watch the trailer for this. Mm -hmm. It is literally if Santa Claus were a badass motherfucker. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> and it is exactly just what it is. And it stars David Harbour from Stranger Things as Santa Claus. Yeah. So you 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 really should. It comes out December the second only in theaters. Uh -huh. I think this movie is going to be a blockbuster. I will go to the it, theater for that one. I would go to the theater to see this shit because it, it looks funny, action-packed. And and I think this is the kind of movie that Mel Gibson was trying to do when either last year or the year before last, he played a sort of badass Kris Kringle. And and I don't even remember the name of that. Hold on one second. I'm, like, I'm gonna go look he this did? up. He did. He played a badass. Yeah. I don't remember that at all. Yeah. Yeah. That movie was called Fat Man. Oh, okay. And uh, I, of course, didn't go see it because it stars Mel Gibson, but he plays a sort of badass. Uh, uh, version of Santa Claus, and uh, no, but <laughs> I would go see. I'm going to go see Violent Night a lot. I'm gonna watch Hopper B Santa Claus. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and 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 on one side, I kind of feel bad for David Harbor because just given his physicality and and all of that. You know, that's the kind of role he's going to play. He played Hellboy. Hmm. You know, he's always going to be that kind of character. 
but I think this is perfect for him. I think it looks fun. And depending on how good it is. Now, I am only judging this shit by the trailer. Yeah, yeah. Totally just Which is very good. Mm -hmm. Hopefully this, this movie is not shit. Yeah. But... If this movie is great, you might be looking at a new holiday classic film. What? Very much like um, Bad Santa mm -hmm. is a classic Hollywood film or holiday film. Mm -hmm. The first one, not the second one. So anyway, that's all I got this week. Yeah, I don't have anything else. Yeah, I mean, eh. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, there is a whole lot of. I was gonna watch it, and then I started to, and I was like, I kind of don't wanna. Like the yeah. the new Dahmer. Uh, yeah, thing. I started it, and I'm like, what is this shit? I got like five well, minutes, five minutes, and I was like, no, off. Well, and I talked about this with with my friend Jennifer, the one I mentioned at the beginning of this show, and I said I just didn't want to give. Dahmer any more play because one it's apparently super super popular on Netflix right now mm -hmm. and not that I'm giving shade to the movie or its makers or anything like that but I just don't want to sensationalize and that's the controversy of this of this project is that it almost sensationalizes or people are be, or people are sens sensationalizing it because it's dude from American Horror Story playing Dahmer. Oh, And they're yeah, saying, oh, yeah, Dahmer yeah, yeah, is yeah. so hot and blah, blah, blah. They're saying the Trust actor me. is hot. Is what they're yeah, saying. they're saying the actor is hot. <laughs> As But Dahmer, in doing yeah, that, yeah. They, they, they did not live through Jeffrey Dahmer. No, no. So they are, they are watching this from a very Hollywood standpoint. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, no, I am, no. Well, and Netflix has become the place to go for uh, true crime stories. True crime. Whether it's it, whether it's actual documentary type true crime or the movie version. The dramatization, that's the word. The dramatization. Well, and that's why Tiger King became what it did. Yeah, totally. You know, and then there was that. Then there was that serial uh, um, show about that hotel in Los Angeles, uh -huh. which was exceptional, by the way. Mm -hmm. And I can't remember it off the top of my head, but that was great. Yeah. So I was thinking, well, can you have like the murder pod with Patty and Bill? How would that work? <laughs> We'd Could we have review to true crime podcasts on our podcast <laughs> uh, we could because there are enough of them yes um uh, but we could also you know there's all these documentary you know the the, the shit the neighbor from hell or whatever that one was yeah and then there's there's so many so many the dude up in wisconsin who's i, I just and, right yeah. i it's not that they're bad. I don't know if they're bad. I don't know if they're good. I just don't want to. There is something about that that just kind of turns me off. Oh, I get you. Yeah. You know, and, and I just want to, if I'm sitting in front of the TV vegging out, I just want to veg out. I hear you. You know, so that's just it. But here is the question I do have for our listeners. Mm -hmm. 
and all of our subscribers. Help us get to like 50 subscribers, people. <laughs> Just come on. Come on, push yourselves to get one person in each of your lives to just try our podcast. Subscribe to it. Give us give us like three episodes. If you don't like us, first of all, log on to thewatchlistpod.com, click on the contact us, contact us button, and let us know. Yes. Or engage with us on social media, at symbol Pirate Alice, at symbol Bill Irie Larson, or at symbol the Watchlist Pod, and let us know. And why? But if you do like us... Stick around. We watch a lot of shit, yo. Dude, yeah. And we would, lo- and we want to inform you. Yeah, to stay away from certain things. Yeah. Or to totally watch this thing. Or to totally watch a thing. We watch a lot of shit. I do. I, I, I mean, oh my god, and you watch actually more shit than I do. Yes. You watch more shit than I do, and and I used to think that Roger Ebert. And Gene Siskel were were like crazy stupid because all they did their jobs were sitting in a movie theater for eight hours a day, five days a week, watching shit. They watched hundreds of movies a year, mm-hmm. and truthfully, they had no choice in what they watched. Well, yeah, because I mean, yeah. So if you know, it could be Rashomon one day, Schindler's List the next, Batman. Right after that, uh, you know, anything. It could be anything, and they just had to keep it all straight. So I give them all the credit in the world because we watch what we want to watch right now. Yeah. Which leads me to another question for our listeners. Mm -hmm. Tell us what you want us to watch. Yeah. Like if there's something out there that you're itching to watch but you just don't want to pull the trigger, do what I told you to do before. Let us know, and we will do it for you. Or if that is our show guarantee. If there's this thing you want to watch that's on this uh, platform you don't want to pay for, and you're yeah. wondering, is that thing really worth paying for to watch? We will watch it for you because between the two of us, we got all the things. We have everything. Yeah, we got all the things and stuff. We got all the things. That's right. So let us know. But that's that's our show this week, people. So, oh, and I and I mentioned it before. Patty is going to be off the next two shows. I will be out for the next two shows. So I fucking hope I don't fuck up this show. Yeah, you're gonna have to let me know if he does. <laughs> I'll let you know. I what? Damn. Oh. There's. Damn. <laughs> I thought you were about to say, yeah, you'll have to let me know, Bill, if you're going to, if you need some help before I go. No, you're going to have um, to let me know if he fucks up this show. Uh, I, I can't help you. I've got shit going on. I know you've got shit going on. So even if and he I want has you to have help, shit going on, I'm not going to be able to help. I understand. Mm-hmm. And I, and I totally get it. And I, and have fun with your time off and everything. Mm-hmm. I just might ramble for an hour and hey. record that and throw that out there. <laughs> hey. I, no, I'm not going to do that. My God, nobody <laughs> wants to listen to me. <laughs> Although I am kind of thinking about Halloween type shit. But anyway, so have fun, everybody. You guys take care. Watch watch stuff. And uh, yeah, we'll talk to you next time. Well, Patty and I will talk to you in three weeks. Yes. I will talk to you next week. All right. All right, everybody. You take care. Okay. Okay, okay bye. Okay, bye.